I just think it's very hard to have your cake and eat it, too. Now, look, do some of these networks have real journalists? Of course they do. Do they have columnists? Do they have opinion talent? Of course they do. And Rachel Maddow, she gives her opinion. That's what she does. I just, I think it's, when you cross that line with a show like that, and by saying, well, here at MSNBC, we have high standards and we don't want to air untruths, I think you're crossing into a dangerous territory. 800-859-0957. Connie's in Washington. She joins us. Hey, Connie. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. I just had a, um, a comment, I guess. Okay. You said, should they be um, silenced? And I would have to say no, because I believe in the First Amendment. Um, however, I part of me wants to say that they should be required to air all sides so that the people can choose and mm-hmm. decide. Um, but how do you do that without giving the government that control, too? Well, Connie, here, here's the other part, too. And a lot of this is, and I, and I appreciate the call, Connie, I think that when you, as a journalist, right, you, you have to make news judgments. What's news? What, are, what do people need to know? And look, uh, I am not like Mike Tirico. I did not graduate from Syracuse with a journalism degree, all right? But I can tell you that a former president who's running for president for a third consecutive time who just won the Iowa caucuses by 30 percentage points, that's a news story. And what he has to say is a news story. So even by the most basic journalism standard, that is news. And that is something that people are dialed into and care about. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. And Connie brought something up, which is a beautiful segue into our next segment with our next guest, is I have for years talked about being a responsible voter and being a responsible American, a citizen, a a productive member of society. And when you are all of those things, there is a certain level of of expectations that you bear to be well informed. And if you listen to CNN exclusively or Fox News exclusively or any of these other networks, you're getting a, a, a side of the story. You're getting a piece of the story. You're not seeing the full picture. And so I always say that it's up to you to do your due diligence to make sure that you are informed, to make sure that you're making the best decisions possible, whether it's your economic situation, your your what you do with your money, how you vote. I think all of those things are very important. But there's a new piece in The Washington Post that says if you do your own research, you may end up being wrong anyway. That's where national columnist with The Washington Post, Philip Bump, joins us. Philip, it's great to have you. Of course, happy to be here. You know, I think that in this day and age of social media and, and and you know, I think a lot of people tend to be tribalistic in, in terms of the type of news that they take in, whether it's written or, or over the airwaves, they, they tend to stick with one more than the other. And, and you find yourselves in a vacuum sometimes and you go down a wormhole of what you tend to agree with anyway. Well, there's a new study that you wrote about out of the University of Central Florida, New York University and Stanford that says that once you once you start doing that legwork on your own and you start doing your own research into things and trying to become a more educated person, you end up being wrong anyway. Why? 
Well, it's, it's really important to frame the context of the research. This wasn't that they took people who were Democrats or Republicans or QAnon supporters or whoever and said, you know, look up more information about the things you believe. They, they took random individuals and presented them with new articles they hadn't heard before and asked them to try and evaluate whether or not it was true. Hmm. But what they found was that for the fake news stories, the things that were actually invented or were dem, you know, demonstrably misleading or false, when they presented that to people and they would search for more information about it, they would get more sources coming back in search, meaning Google, obviously. They would get more sources coming back that were talking about this as though it were true than debunking it. And so people would, even if they had no prior opinion about it, they ended up reading more sources of information which weren't reliable and therefore coming to believe more that this was actually true. So this is you know, even beyond the motivated reasoning that a lot of us do, <laughs> all of us do, sure. when we're considering learning more about a subject. This is just showing that on pure mechanics, without any invested interest in it, it was still the case that people came away reinforcing the false claims more often than you might expect. Well, and I have people all the time say to me, and, and, and I'm sure you as well, well, where do I go to get information? Where do I go to get news? Where do I go to get the facts? And, and it, to me, it's always, well, you got you to gotta go everywhere. You got to see what, what is being written here or what's written here or what, what's being broadcast here. Because then you start to see a little bit more, and then and then you have to be very due diligent in the sense that watch what you're you're seeing and be 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 very careful about what you're reading and making sure that it is facts and not opinion. Um, it, it, was that covered at all in this study about where where people tend to gravitate towards for for information? No, this wasn't. This is very specifically looking at the mechanisms of what happens when people start searching for more information. I mean, what I would say in response to that, which is obviously just my opinion, is that I think one of the important things people ought to do is they ought to consider the level of accountability that an outlet has, right? So it's just one person blogging. They don't have any real accountability. Sure. If, if, if this, the source you go to never offers any corrections for anything that's done, it's not because they've never made mistakes. It's because they're unwilling to correct their mistakes, right? So there are lots of ways in which you can do that, and this, of course, is a whole different conversation. This study itself, however, didn't actually delve into it. It's interesting then to see where this thing, where, where this study went. So as they found out that that people who are doing their own research often find more untruth information, what mm -hmm. what came after that? After that initial that initial finding, what came after that? Well, from the researchers themselves, nothing in particular, right? I mean, they, they were, you know, it was, it was basically like taking the temperature of room. Once you got the temperature, that's it. They didn't draw inferences from it beyond to say that, of course, one ought to be cognizant of the fact that this actually occurs. In my piece that I wrote about that published this morning, I took it further. And, you know, I compared it to not only are, you know, just on the raw mechanics when you put this in these, these, this search query, you're going to get back information which may reinforce untrue information. But then, of course, that exists in this universe of motivated reasoning where people don't necessarily want to be proven wrong, particularly if they stick out a position, but also that there are now myriad places that will intentionally try and make people think they're authoritative when they're not, right? And, you know, that's a whole different issue of media literacy, to your point. When you come across a website or, you know, a cable news station that looks very much like sources of information you're familiar with, newspapers and radio stations and things like that, but isn't and doesn't have that sort of internal accountability, then you're in even more trouble because not only are you looking to reinforce your position, coming across, you know, doing a search and coming across something that looks like it's news and authoritative, it's not. And so you, you are not only disadvantaged by the fact that your researchers and come across low information or, or, you know, low quality information, but secondarily that they even go out of their way to make you think that they're authoritative.
I have just a, a minute left here. How do you think that this type of study and the, the type of, I guess, way people go about this, how do you feel that this is going to play out over the next 10 months? What kind of impact is that going to have? It's hard to say. I mean, you know, there's very little has significant impact from the world of research often, unfortunately. Uh, you know, but I, I think the lesson you take away from this, for, especially for individuals, is to be more cognizant of the fact that just because you're searching on Google and you're getting results to tell you a story, even in that context, you need to be more careful about the way you consider it, right? Mm-hmm. Even if it looks like a normal news site, even if it, you know, maybe you've never heard of it before, but, it, you know, it looks like the sort of thing that you would expect to find authoritative information. To be very cautious, knowing that we already have this research out showing that you can easily be misled uh, it, by doing these searches. Interesting stuff. Uh, Philip, always great to catch up with you. Thanks again for the time. We'll talk again soon. You bet. Thanks. Yep, that's Philip Bump with the Washington Post. Got to take a break. We'll get to more of your calls, your texts coming up next on the Rachel Maddow topic. Also get you caught up on a couple of headlines making news this afternoon as well. All that more as we continue right here on WJR. 